Hey, this is Gerald V. Casale from Devo, and you're listening to the Green Man Podcast. You're listening to the Green Man Podcast. our podcast my Greenman podcast. Um, it's Bethan and Anir here from Rogue Jones, joined by the beautiful, gentle, good Gareth Bonello. And we are sat under a beautiful tree just behind the walled garden stage where we all played yesterday. Not together. Gareth played just before us. He played a beautiful set, and you might be able to hear the beautiful sounds of the Greenman Rising stage. Um, yeah, so it's Saturday now, um, and we all played on. No, it's Friday. It's Friday now. <laughs> I have lost track of the days. That's a good the sign of a good effect already. <laughs> yes, a good sign of a good festival. Um, how is it for you, Gareth? Yeah, lovely. Yeah, it's quite surreal, isn't it, playing so early in the week because then you're kind of free and easy afterwards. But yeah, it was a really lovely experience uh, playing last night. Good crowd. Everyone was in a good mood. Your set was brilliant. Your Everyone set was brilliant. Everyone came, got drawn, drawn in. Yeah, <laughs> so we're all so good. Aren't we? <laughs> Uh, and it's, we should um, just for everyone to know, it's quite surreal. Um, we would usually be talking to each other in Gymraeg, so um, it's a quite a s- strange feeling. Yeah, we might have to sort of uh, check some words now and again. <laughs> it's a weird thing, isn't it? Because I think there's some people, if you're bilingual, there's some people you speak a bit of English and a bit of Welsh with, other people you only speak English with, and then other people you only speak Welsh with, and you are basically people I would always only speak Welsh yeah, with. Yeah. <laughs> so it's always quite odd, but um, I think it, we'll slip in some Welsh words for the yeah, benefit exactly. of the listeners as exactly, well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So is this your first time Trocanta and Chwara Fyddi Gweld Ti'n Chwara in a walled garden? You've played here before, have you? I have, door, yeah. Um, Missy Chwara, well, and the Trocanta or Sankova Duivila now. So first time was probably around 2009, maybe. Um, when it moved from the it used to be in the courtyard before then, the wall garden was well, sort of the smaller stage. And then it moved over here and got a bit bigger. And yes, I haven't played. I think the last time I played was here, but in 2014. So quite a while. You're I played the settlement. Oh. Yeah, I'm like, you are I'm, the green I'm, man. I'm part of the furniture now. I don't actually leave. I just stick around all year and just kind of like hibernate in a tree and then emerge for the festival. So you've heard it here first. Gareth Bonello is the green man. It's official. Please don't burn me on Sunday. <laughs> uh, so have you played here before? I don't think I've caught your set here before. I have with with Huem's band, but we were here for the first time. Yeah, Rogue Jones have never played here before. And um, we've been here lots of times as punters. And um, I remember, I think the first time maybe we came was like 2007, 2008 maybe. And like, maybe the year after that, my second time here, I said, like after a couple of pints, um, I'm not coming back to Green Man until we're playing. Not because you didn't enjoy the festival, no, no, but, but you've wanted to play here yeah, so yeah. much. That's how ambitious it was. And then like, it, I've been about five or six times since, <laughs> and it's now 2023. Yeah. But, um, yeah. The sentiment was kind of there, I think. We, we did it in the end. It was a long-term plan, but it long worked game. out. Long game every time. And yeah. what, a, what an amazing first time ever to play, you know, like lovely big crowd on the on the walled garden like that, you know. Yeah, well, it was, I think it's, um, I've always loved watching that sort of Thursday night, early evening slot. Yeah, everyone's kind of in a really good mood. They've just set up the tents. It wasn't raining. And I might be biased, but I really love the walled garden stage. There's something special about it, isn't there? Yeah, it is. I think I think because of the sort of enclosed bit, 
uh, you can it's, it's a lovely bit area to build up an atmosphere that maybe like at the mountain stage you have to have a big big sound don't you to sort of draw everyone in but the wall garden you can make it like a real like sort of intimate performance because the sound gets held into the space and the audience gets behind you and it really creates a great atmosphere and it's really difficult for people to leave because it's walled, so that's it. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Yeah, and yeah. the guards that you post sort of on all the exits, you know, during <laughs> yeah. your set and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lots of uh, good reasons to come to the walled garden. Yeah, I caught your return, your, your your returning gig, didn't I? Your comeback. Um, what was it Goyal Tower? Yeah, and you played immediately before us there as well. That's right, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's quite coincidence, isn't it? it? Is, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not a coincidence, it's serendipitous timing. Yes, <laughs> and that was a brilliant set. And it was so much fun watching you perform that because you were clearly having such a brilliant time on stage, you know, all the, all the antics, the, 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 the theatrical elements, the costumes and the outfits. It's, it's like, it's a real kind of, it's, it's a theatre-y thing. And I was wondering if there is like a kind of like a background in theatre between the two of you, or is that influenced the way you perform? Yeah, well, I, I was an actress in a past life and still do some bits now and then as a TV director so I think we do appreciate that kind of visual element um, Yeah and I think the rest of the band as well a lot of them work or have worked in sort of the arts and all you know and we're all kind of kind of creative people I think We're all artists <laughs> but, um, but that's what I love about playing with you next to you is I think we're like yin and yang because you bring the like grounded rooty connected earthly beautiful magical vibes and um, yeah I think I think we go nice together we should do it again Gary. yeah it's a good contrast yeah and you play piano with your feet you know that kind of thing <laughs> yeah you should, you should try it <laughs> yeah. yeah but you had a uh, slightly bigger than usual setup, didn't you? Yeah, I had Jordan Price-Williams playing cello with me. Uh, it's really nice because a lot of the songs, I've got an album coming out soon and a lot of the songs I recorded cello and guitar together and obviously I can't do that live but to have Jordan there and have somebody to sort of bounce off of uh, it's just really, really something special and so that was really, really lovely experience actually to play with Jordan yesterday. So, yeah, so lucky he arrived mm. in time. <laughs> Your album, I've, I've heard lots of it and I've seen you perform it on your own, um, do you enjoy having company on stage, or do you enjoy doing it on your own? Um, a bit of both. I think I, I, I like having company if if I'm sort of relaxed and that we've rehearsed well and I know what we're going to do. You know, like as in I like and I like being able to sort of improvise and play off of the right musicians. You know, but I'm so used to doing solo sets and that's kind of. I suppose that's my bread and butter. That's the that's the gig that you're most likely to see when I'm touring. You know, outside of festival season, is me by myself with a guitar in a room, and I think it's kind of um, you can you can get into it, but it does get a bit lonely sometimes as well. You know, like. yeah, yeah. Because also, when people are asking what have you been up to, I actually did a little solo EP between the albums, and I've completely forgotten about it and completely put yeah, it aside yeah. because I really didn't enjoy doing stuff alone I needed the band I needed nine <laughs> no less than nine yeah. people yeah. up there with me it is but a huge so line up isn't it off because it's um, it's a lot it's a lot but I think it's also a beautiful beautiful thing because you've got that vulnerability and that openness and that connection with the audience then in your yeah. set yeah that's that's what I enjoy is, is, is you know you get the sort of to build up the intimacy with the audience and um, and it is really is really pleasant it is really nice and then it's just I think if you, if you do a lot of it after a while you kind of you kind of find yourself you know another night by yourself sleeping in the car it's not as glamorous as it sounds you know <laughs> <laughs> but this is 
things like this always make up for it because you know you get to hang out in a lovely festival and see all your friends catch some new music and actually you know it's it's it's, it's well worth it but, you know. yeah and the audience becomes that other member in a way then if you know what i mean when you open up to them and that's what's lovely about playing an intimate well when I say intimate, there was many, many people there. How many does it hold? Do we know? I don't know. Do you? No. Um, it felt like there were a few thousand people there. Yeah. At least. Yes. Yeah. I, I, maybe 3,000 people? I don't know. Maybe yeah. maybe some of the Green Man statisticians can get back to us and tell us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's what's lovely about you is that feeling of closeness, but it being so big as well. Mm. Yeah. So have you got um, bands that you want to see over the course of the weekend? Have you got anyone to catch? That's a, for, for the record, there's a... a it's a golf buggy. There's actually <laughs> a, a, a giant insect. You're going to tell me who you're going to yes. go and see? So, so we're going home tomorrow because two days is probably enough for us right now. Well, just with the... Our little one is very little. Yeah. But it has also been awesome with them because, as everyone knows, it is a very family-friendly festival. Yeah. yeah, we wouldn't have done this in another festival. No chance. But um, who I would love to see, and I've seen them before and they're excellent, is a band called Hich, who are from Cardiff. Um, oh, wine their drummer plays trumpet with us. Um, but regardless of that, they're superb. Um, they were in the Green Man Rising. They got to the final. Um, and yeah, they're superb. Excellent band. And rhywbeth i ti pwy ti eisiau gweld? Ie, dwi'n edrych mlaen ni gweld Lancome, North Sadwrn. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Lancome on Saturday night. Um, yeah, I've not seen them live. I really like their last few albums. They've been really good. I uh, really enjoy what they do, so that's going to be fun. H Hawkline, I suppose, on Sunday as well. Yes, if, uh, if Sunday afternoon, that'll be good. And yeah, just bumble around. You know, I mean, Melin Melin were amazing this morning. I caught that. I mean, that, that's just... They were fantastic, such an amazing show. So like funny and poignant and sad and oh, everything. So if anyone didn't catch the show, go and see them live, isn't it? Because they were fantastic, fair play. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what's been different this time was coming with children for the first time is you kind of have to go on their schedule a little bit so you can't always see the bands that you want to see. So that's been nice in a way to just have to kind of amble around and bump into things you wouldn't have bumped into before. And there's always little treasures to be found, like this little corner under this little tree. I think it's such a beautiful place as well. I would like to have time to just kind of bask in the nature a little bit and go for a little stroll. Uh, Gareth just um, was educating us on um, on the Escawen. Bethy was Escawen and Elder elderberries. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't educating. I was just picking some elderberries <laughs> off the tree over there. But they were sour. They were sour, listeners. Uh, you would need to make a cordial. <laughs> That's what we were talking. We were discussing different types of cordial that you could make. Yeah. 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 I don't imagine you've got loads of time for cordial making at the moment. Not yet. <laughs> no. But. I did really enjoy uh, those courgettes you gave us <laughs> oh, yes. when I filmed with you not long ago. They were delicious. They went down a treat. Even they were yellow and green. Yes. Yeah. E- even the kids liked them. So. Good. You've actually dressed like them. You're in yeah. a yellow top and a green jacket. Yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm keeping the courgette thing. I have so many courgettes. I've got an allotment and I've got so many courgettes at the moment. I was considering giving them away at the merch stand or something, you know, like free courgette with every CD or something, or, or just chucking them off of the stage, but they kind of got to marrow size now, so probably do quite a bit of damage. Oh, no, yeah. But, uh, yeah, oh, it's just that time of year, but it's great. Yeah. yeah. When we did our launch gig in Carmarthen, 
you, you had sweets, remember, and you were throwing them into the crowd. And then it gave me a row because I didn't realise, but I was like smacking people in the oh, face with sweets. Like, Sing in the front row, like throwing what? Swedes or sweets? Why are we throwing <laughs> lobbing Swedes in hey, there? Well, that's seems, the idea. That seems dangerous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They were only love hearts, but I was throwing them with some pizzazz just to make sure the people in the back got them. Yeah, yeah. I think people were generally thankful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one was too <laughs> No one was maimed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not that I know of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Aww. should we wrap it up? <laughs> it sounds like a really good place to wrap it up. Oh, I had one thing. This is also serendipitous because the first, one of the first pieces of music our eldest daughter, Tanwyn, heard was Llosky Pontiv by Gareth. Ooh, wow. Yes. So Gareth was not only there for our debut in the Walled Garden, he was there during the birth of our first child. Oh, wow, what an honour. <laughs> in spirit. Yeah. Oh. So diolch, diolch for that. But no, it's always an, an honour to be here, especially with Gareth Bonello. Oh, likewise. Diolch o galon am galni, Dean Gwyrdd. Thank you for having us. Yeah, diolch Dean Gwyrdd and diolch i chi. Stop and bless her. Hang your mask, you Jones. Yay, carry on, mawr. What's up, people? This is Amy True, and you're listening to the Green Man Podcast. You're a real MC, yeah. Hello, I'm Sansa C, and uh, I'm at Green Man Festival. I've just performed at the Walt Garden, and I'm going to chat with Amy True today. I wanted to actually talk to Amy today because I checked the artists that were performing today, and I feel like you really stood out to me. Um, I was. I'm, I always like crave for artists that make me feel like I want to listen to more and more. And when I was listening to your music, I was like, oh my God, I want like another album. Like I just, I feel like I, you know, with some artists, you really get to know them when you listen to their music. Yeah. And I feel like you're very personal with your yeah, lyrics. I'm quite vulnerable and open. And I think that's the way spiritually we grow as artists. And whether you play an instrument or write or do vocals or teach or whatever you do, it's always best to connect with other souls and in yeah. that way so I'm grateful that you received it yeah yeah and you know like the vulnerability was delivered with such strength as well I yeah. feel like you're also very empowering when you yeah. talk about yourself and your life experience yeah. I, so yeah, yeah. I thought I, this I, could be an interesting no, chat for sure definitely a <laughs> thing is with that I'm glad that you noticed that like the strength even in the vulnerability because even if we all go through traumatic experiences or whatever um, I like to take time out to heal from what's happened to me so that when I deliver music um, I can give a kind of an exit to the pain or the suffering. Like I'm even though, you, yeah, yeah, you could be talking about something like drastic or whatever, but you have to. So the strength, I guess, comes from that doing the inner work as I much can, as possible. Yeah, I can feel it. Even when you speak, I'm just like, I'm into the song. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so right. good. So you're about to perform, actually. So. Yeah, so we're here at Green Man Festival in Wales, which is beautiful. Mm-hmm. We've got some rain today, but that doesn't matter doesn't because Chai Wallace sun. has got a massive tent. So everybody <laughs> come in. I'm here with my band. I've got on bass and MD is Solly Douglas, Solomon Douglas. And then on keys, we got Laurie as well, Laurie Milton. On sax, we got Marco. Marco. Yeah. <laughs> and on drums, we've got Filippo. And on on trumpet, we've got Sam Verdi. He's a he's a younger brother than what I would normally play with, but um, he's really like evolved as he's played with as he's played with us and that you know. But no, the band's nice. Yeah. You got a killing band. Yeah, we got <laughs> a nice really, band. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm really excited. And it's going to be like hip-hop, jazz, soul, a little bit of jungle in there. So I've got a new album coming out uh, later this year. Yay! Um, yeah, the last album, Eleven, was 2017. So that's five that's, years ago now. That's where I was like, yeah. oh my God, 2017. Yeah. I was just like... It takes a while. I told you I've got to do my healing, fam. No, but you did, you did exactly <laughs> what you had to yeah. do. And, like, and I kind of felt like, you know, because you're here, you're performing, I know... There's yeah. also something coming. Yeah. It's got Chuck D's on there, giving me a couple of shout outs, which is nice from Public Enemy. So we're doing new songs, but also we're doing paying homage to like De La Soul as well. You know, they lost True Goy. Mm -hmm. So we're going to be doing like Stakes as High. We've got some, uh, who is it, Solly? Uh, Bobby, Cad Bobby Cadwell? Bobby Caldwell. Bobby wow. Caldwell. He, like, you know, Tupac Do For Love, that sample. Yeah, like, yeah, so that's yeah. from Bobby Caldwell. Yeah. You know, he passed, <laughs> innit? So we're going to do a little cover for men and a few other bits. Also, a Ra Kim. Yeah, a Ra Kim track as well. But I brought a B-boy with me as well. What? So he'll be breaking on stage, spinning <laughs> like on his head. <laughs> but yeah, we're here. We're gonna enjoy it most importantly, and uh, we're gonna catch a vibe. Yeah, offline we were talking about excitement and the fact that yeah, yeah I just asked you if you were excited you about your gig, yeah. and then you said something really nice that I think you should share about your process and like how you get. Yeah, I feel like the energy of excitement for somebody who isn't an artist. Say like, oh, I'm really excited. You got a gig? Not that you were like that, but just in for example. Um, I don't get excited like that. I kind of take that as anxiety. Like, you need to be comfortable in where you're going. So I like to be calm and then be excited after with the band. Like, yeah, that was sick. Or we did. Like, I like to be focused. And, and I think that's okay. Yeah, I it like is, to be calm. It is. Yeah. I feel like the more centered you are before the show, the more you can be present for people. And I feel like, well, it was a really nice experience for me performing at the Walt Garden because I've never seen, like, actually seen so many present people because I was never as present myself like there's like sometimes where I am there a hundred percent or eighty percent or sometimes I'm just like twenty percent and I'm focusing on something else and it was just so nice to connect with people just yeah. because I managed to find some peace before getting on stage yeah, and I was good. like I can talk to people because at the end of the day like our job is about connecting and communicating yeah. whatever we feel yeah. like you know can resonate with yeah. other people and that makes us feel healed yeah. and yeah it's just beautiful when it happens you know yeah. you find that zen lot, state, yeah. state exactly a lot of artists are shy as well like so it's not that maybe they don't want to talk to everyone before like but you kind of give your heart and soul while you're on stage and that so yeah it would be nice to kind of have healthy ways for artists to kind of wind down after a set as well because you're so high up in the air you know when you go home and you're like three in the morning like it's a great time to go record an ep or something but we can't always do that <laughs> it's like, true so breathing techniques or like you know otherwise m most people just get hammered or like i don't know they're just up feeling anxious but no it's all it's all a journey and i appreciate all of it yeah, yeah. so it is your fourth green man and my first green man yeah. everyone was just really on it lovely like everyone was very organized so they made it like the least stressful I've ever been at a festival good you I, felt looked after yes yeah good and like I don't I don't like mud and, and rain I mean I live in the wrong country probably <laughs> yeah. but festival I, wellies isn't it yeah so I get really stressed out by just having to deal with it and I I was in a good state of mind I must say and then um, the performance I feel like it went really well because it was possibly the biggest audience I've ever seen and I I'm 
I just felt extremely grateful because I had a sneak peek of who was out there before performing and I just couldn't believe that there were a lot of people and I was like oh my god oh and and I just entered this really bubbly state of mind where I was like I must say something that is meaningful to me but that could really just connect with people like as if I was talking to a friend yeah and like and that was the best thing that yeah, happened that's good self-advice you got yeah. you got to be on stage like you're in your front room and you're just chatting to your mates at home and that you know that's the way. Yeah, and you know it, you can really see when maybe not too relaxed that. at night, but, <laughs> but you yeah. know what I talked about <laughs> menstruations and and gender non-conforming yeah, people yeah, and yeah, yeah. I identify as non-binary and okay and it was nice to kind of like look at people and just make sure that we can all be on the same page that. You know, you shouldn't be stigmatized or misgendered because you go through something that actually affects your life and society doesn't always acknowledge that. And and we had this really nice conversation and people sang along to the song yeah. and I was like, Yes, what, these was that are the my topic? people. Yeah. Sick. All right. <laughs> so it was it was cool. I I really loved it. I was so happy at the end. And yeah, yeah how is how is for you now coming back for the fourth time to How is it? It's nice to come back uh since lockdown and it's just nice to be out and doing the things that we love. So now I'm glad that we are back in a new time. We're all present. All the artists have like collected a lot of creative in- inspiration and it's time for people to get activated. It's time for like pioneers of like music grassroots music to start working together and kind of finding ways to be to be stronger together yeah because we can see how quickly like things can be pulled from underneath mm-hmm. us and uh yeah it is and you know i think it's really important for us you know making music in this specific time is a catalyst for change or at least i want to see it yeah and expression like, and yeah, yeah man. And just so humanity people. needs that yes yeah. like even moving your body singing a song or writing a song is a way in which we Starting. change things yeah. yeah we we we're not victims of this society like we can yeah. literally just do something That's so right. it feels like a nice privilege and experience to be there yeah. with people yeah yeah because there's so much happening and there's so many uh, things that could divide us and that but still we must move regardless in music <laughs> in everything in every aspect yeah man yes yeah. Amazing. Good luck with your gig. Thank you. Uh, I'm really excited about this album. So you answered all of my questions and cravings yeah. for more music. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I hope to catch you soon. Thank you very much, sis. As well. And I hope to see you on the next circuit as well. Yes. Can come smash that. Do your fang fang. <laughs> yeah. All right, big ups to everyone listening. This is Amy True, People's Army. Love. I'm Sansu C and you're listening to the Green Man Podcast. Hi, I'm Lily here with the podcast and today I'm interviewing Nathan. Nice to meet you, Nathan. Nice to meet you too. I have a few questions for you today, if yep. you don't mind. So, have you made your wish on the green man yet? I have, yes. Can I be cheeky and ask what it was? Yeah, I asked for more rewilding of towns and cities, so more green spaces and more wildlife and things in cities and towns. It's a very nice wish. Yeah, I like that one. I feel like we need, we need a bit of green man in our kind of daily lives as well, so kind of putting the two and two together. So we always have the green man with us. So. I like that one. That's a very, very nice wish. Um, my last question for you today is, uh, have you eaten any nice food yet? And if so, any recommendations? I've had to... The dosa by the mountain stage is very good. And also the by the walled garden, there's some good sort of... Um, I think they're... Indian sort of wraps I really like. Cool. So they were really good, yeah. Very nice. Thank you very much, Nathan. Very well. You're very welcome.
We are Warmbusher, chatting with Devo, and you're listening to the Green Man Podcast. I'm uh, Gerald V. Casali from Devo. Hi, I'm Mark from Devo. I'm Craig Lewis Higgins Jr., and I'm so happy and thankful to be here. Thank you, Mark and Gerald, for even sharing oxygen. I'm Adam Harmer. I'm uh, the guitarist of Warm to Show uh, fan, and uh, uh, but yeah, uh, happy to be here. And uh, tell me a bit about yourself. <laughs> I have a for everyone. I have a question. Um, do you still have the? Um, do you still have that book from the video flipping through from Are We Not Men? Uh, you're ta- what you're talking about is he he wrote a book in the early '70s called My Struggle that I did an introduction for. And it's profusely illustrated with many scatological uh, drawings from Mark. Oh. And uh, you might be talking about that. I think I am. Yeah, because that preceded making the movie The Truth About Devolution. Amazing. We have all the footage of that movie, of course, still. It all exists on 16-millimeter prints and negative. Because you guys come from art background, yeah? Artie, Artie. Yeah, that's how we met. It's mm-hmm. Ken we were State, both, right? Ken State. Yeah. Ken State, we were visual artists, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, you're obviously still drawing. I'm writing postcards to send back to myself. Oh, amazing. <laughs> Are you racing yourself? Because it will never, you'll probably get there before the postcard, usually. Something like that, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, a, a, a controversial question. Dave Smith or Moog? Like, which do you prefer? in terms of uh, Synthesize. synthesizers. A mini Moog is the synth I learned on. It was, for me, it was like, like if I would have joined the military and they gave you a rifle and you, yeah, yeah. you learn how to take it apart and clean it and put it back together blindfolded. Uh, I could take any Devo song right now, yeah. you could blindfold me and I could set it up no matter how, which complicated song it was. I could, without seeing it, I could do all the settings and then hit the note and it would play the right note because that's, the first synth I ever played and I memorized that synthesizer. It's important to do, I guess, when you're playing live and you have so much, you know, variance to deal with. But in all fairness, there's a lot of other synthesizers that we like and we've played. Do you Uh, ever use the Monotron? The little toy? uh, Yeah, pretty much everything. I run my vocals through it. Yeah, it's noisy. um, If it existed, we used it. Yes. I I still think that some of our best work and our best sounds came from Um, the old analog synthesizers that were just hard to beat. I guess you can't be precious, though. It's like... uh, Well, some of the crudest ones, too, like the EML... Yeah, the EML 500. Yeah. that you, you know, couldn't really tune. You could never really tune it. And you just but it was really great for industrial. The whole band like tuning yeah, we to got that one. <laughs> we got the whip crack out of that one, and we also got the. Yeah. Some freedom of choice out of the right. I'm always trying to find industrial smashing cool. sounds, like just from oh, keys. That's it's a yeah. I I read a story. I'm American and living in England because I married a British girl. I've been there for 15 years. And uh, over in the British press, there was a story about you guys meeting the Sex Pistols. Oh, yeah, that was that was an interesting night. That was the last night the Sex Pistols ever played together. No and way! Oh, this our last show in San Francisco. San Francisco. And yeah, they yeah. came over. Uh, Devo, Jerry was 
had a friend, so he had a place to stay, but the rest of us, the, the band, we all had to stay at this place called Search and Destroy, their headquarters. Oh, yes. Yeah, so so we just, very we well. were just sleeping on stacks of old uh, Search and Destroy magazines, and the Sex Pistols came over that night and hung out with us, and uh, yeah, and, and uh, uh, Sid was like, yeah, Sid and Nancy, they were like, he was like doing this. He'd break a bottle, yeah. you know, on the floor and look around and nobody cared. And yeah. so he'd be bummed and he'd go do it again somewhere. And I guess when you look back, he was what, like 21 or something? It's like so weird to think yeah. this sort he of was, like iconic, well, some might yeah, he think was, iconic figure. Yeah, he was like on a, a kid, countdown. Like, you know, him and yeah. Nancy and Sid didn't last much longer than... Oh, do you ever feel like thrown together with uh, sort of odd couplings back then? Bands that you might maybe didn't feel that you like suited sharing a bill with, you know, back then. Well, we didn't like sharing a bill with anybody. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, we, we, we always thought of it as like an evening with Devo. Sure. We were, yeah. we were yeah, Jerry and I, when yeah, we first started right. the band, we, we were thinking of it something other than a band. We were thinking kind of like, maybe this is an art movement. Yeah, maybe right. this is like, yeah. you know, maybe this is our version of, you know, like all the movements that happened in Europe in the yeah. in 1920s, 30s. And we were, we loved all that stuff. You know, the futurists and sure. the suprematists yeah. and the uh-huh. Bauhaus and Dadaists and all that yeah. stuff. And yeah. although we didn't care for all their politics, just mm-hmm. what they were doing and, and yeah. how they were being, how it manifested itself as artists, we wanted to do something yeah. like that with, with us. They were doing performance art before anybody put a label on it. Yeah. And that's what we were doing. And we didn't have a label for it either. So we just called it Devo for yeah. de-evolution. And, and we, we felt that being on a bill with a yeah, like regular a, rock band just yeah. ruined the whole evening yeah. because it took it to another reality. You know, people try and slot you kind of in a in a place, and it's like right. It's hard to well, sort of... Well, because the the business always tries, yeah. tries to commodify yeah. and simplify, exactly, yeah. trivialize, and they do a real good job of that yeah, yeah. <laughs> over and over. Yeah. But, uh, but at least when we were playing and when we first became, uh, you know, somebody on the scene yeah. that the world was aware of, there was a lot of real diversity in the music. Uh, really. There was, there was, there were for real. Yeah. It must have been interesting. You're almost parodying some of the things that you're getting sort of lumped in with <laughs> as well. You know? Right. Well, you know, we did share oh, not parodying, a sense like of urgency mocking, with the punks yeah. and certain anger. I mean, the, you we guys weren't are the king we, of punks. Uh, well, sorry. we weren't anti-intellectual. That was the difference. Uh, punks were very anti-intellectual on purpose. Yeah. And we weren't. Here's where we we have different thoughts on that and that is yeah they were anti-intellectual on purpose but they were also they kind of in some ways had a lot of things in common with like um beatniks i felt although beatniks were intellectual but they were both uh, rejecting man is like the supreme being on the planet and and uh interestingly enough people like v vale who was a who was a, his dad was a beatnik and he was a beatnik. Uh, when the punk scene started happening in San Francisco, um, William Burroughs and Allen Ginsberg each gave him $100 to start the magazine Search and Destroy. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. Wow. There are connections with, with punk and, um, yeah, and beat. Did like you ever go beats. to the, this is probably silly, but did you ever go to the Melody Tent in Cape Cod? You ever heard of that place? No. Oh, that's where I saw all like some. I saw James Brown there when I was about like 
this big when he was still, he was probably in his 80s phase. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. And I got to see uh, Fats Domino. Boy, for being born so late, you really did it. I did. No, I was lucky. And then my brother and sister were playing you guys. And then I started getting into Billy Idol and all this stuff. And what a beautiful moment. Thank you. Thank you so much for even taking the, the breath with us. And uh, it means a lot. Well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, just to deflect things for one yes. second. <laughs> now, I didn't know about your band, uh -huh. but we were talking about you, about you're going to be at this thing here we're doing now earlier today. And Jerry's wife, Krista, said that Bob Two's son, yeah. uh, she knew your music because Bob Two's son has a his, you're on yeah. his playlist. Yeah, he played it for and us. So, he played, he played so she heard us. a lot of you through through his, uh, right, right, right. because of him. So right. just, well, now you can talk about us again. I yes. just, wanna, I just I, wanted to say I that because I, that was interesting that, uh, that Bob Two's son uh, ha has yeah. you. It's the, uh, he's, he's a fan. Six degrees and I didn't, separation. And he didn't announce what he was doing, but it was just at the yeah, house. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, she just, who's that? You know, I go, who's that? <laughs> and, and, it's a yeah, small world. Krista knew, yeah. So. So anyhow, so we'll surprise him when we yeah. play this for him. How was Dr. Detroit? That period was crazy for me. It was crazy as a, as a young boy in the suburbs watching Dr. Detroit. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and through being cool, oh my gosh, I wanted to walk into that tonight, but they're like, they, they always tell us we're ripping you guys off. And it's like, ah, probably Rip, we are. Ripping us off? Well, like your style. <laughs> so do you Just, guys, uh, do you so guys it's... play through being cool? No, 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 no. We wanted to. I wanted to walk into yeah. it oh, today, I was, but that was too much. They're like, "No, clam, shut up, yeah. clam it." Well, of course, we were having fun because we never were cool, so it was funny to yeah. say we're through being cool. Yeah. I am so grateful and honored and blessed to have this experience. I don't know what you want to do with it or whatever, but I really <laughs> hope to run into you guys. We're playing in Los Angeles. When? Um, in October. Okay. Um, we're there. We, we just self-produced an album. I, I, I'm not. I'm not trying to. Well, I am. But yeah, we just self-produced an album that love you guys to hear. And well, um, that'd be good. Yeah. Well, we'll see you in Rocktober. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. I really yeah. hope so. Thank you guys. As you know, so, there's plenty more de-evolution ahead of us all. It's uh, coming at an alarming rate. It's, you've uh, always it, got friends as well. I'm thinking, Jerry, we should do a medley of a couple of each of their songs tonight. I don't know if we can learn them that quickly. <laughs> well, all right. Well, we could um, do a. You know what? We'll we'll project it mentally. We'll see, yeah. tell us if you could. We'll do a telepathic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's gonna sound like oh, our oh, stuff. Oh, 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 we'll hear it's it. It's gonna sound yeah, like yeah, our yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Just know that we're both thinking about you guys. Goodbye from Green Man.